You're listening to the Permaculture Princess podcast, and this is episode number 14. Today, we are venturing forward into another plant feature. Often, my plant features have included plants that are lesser known as edibles, but today, the plant feature is a vegetable that the majority of people will recognize and that many commonly partake of. Carrots. We've snacked on them, dipped them, steamed them, chopped them, and juiced them. But do we really know all that they are capable of? So stick around as we delve into the beautiful, delicious, and oh-so-nutritious carrot plant. Welcome to the Permaculture Princess Podcast. This is a space for lifting up elegant sustainability and abundant practicality. I'm a lover of edible landscaping, plant-based nutrition, home remedies, green smoothies, and all things fitness. I am your host, Andrea Thompson, and as a personal trainer, wellness enthusiast, homesteader, mother, and Christ follower, this podcast acts as a platform for sharing actionable advice for a more abundant landscape and life. Carrots. Let's dive in. They come in a plethora of different colors purple, red, white, yellow, but you are probably most familiar with the orange variety. At least I was. Our modern garden-grown carrots were derived from the wild carrot. Ancient Greek and Roman writings speak of the white carrot roots that they used for eating and for medicine. Our version of domesticated carrots is traced from carrots grown in Asia, specifically Afghanistan and these carrots were purple and much thinner than our orange plumper varieties today. The word carrot was first recorded in English around 1530 and derived from the French word carotte, which comes from the Latin meaning root or cur, which means horn, because it was similar in shape to a horn. During this time, most carrots were white and hard to distinguish from parsnips. Now, you know if you've listened to any of my plant features previous to this that I like to split my research into two main headings. How the plant is beneficial to nature and how the plant is beneficial to mankind. So as far as its benefits to nature, carrots are a very hardy root vegetable. They can be planted three to five weeks before the last frost date in the spring, and they can be harvested in the cooler fall weather, even after the first frost or two. They should be planted in sandy and loamy soil, not clay or silty soil, and they should be planted about three to four inches apart in rows. I can tell you firsthand, you want to make sure your carrots are planted thin enough without stones, rocks, or other obtrusions to get in the way. Too many carrots in one place can really stunt their growth. I overplanted or planted too thickly this year and my carrots were quite small and I was thinning most of the year. Also, if they hit an obstruction while they are growing, they will fork and lose some of their beauty and their strength. They are pretty resistant to disease and various garden pests. So when they're planted in the garden, they grow best when planted near leeks or tomatoes. The carrots and the leeks have a great relationship because their differing strong scents deter the flies and moths that feed on the opposite plant. Carrots are also beneficial to beans, parsley, peas, and help them grow well in the garden. There are some recommended varieties via the Farmer's Almanac Growing Guide, and some of the varieties that they talked about, at least the domestic varieties, Nantes, which are about six to seven inches long, 
and entirely edible. They're medium-sized, sweet, and mild, and have a crisp texture. There's Danvers carrots. They're the classic heirloom carrot, like six to eight inches long, tapers at the end with rich, dark orange colors. This variety can handle heavy soil much better than other varieties. There's the Little Finger, which are small nanties. They're smaller, maybe like four inches to one inch thick. They're great for containers. There's the Bolero, which resists most leaf pests. And there's the Thumberline, which is a round carrot, good for clumpy or clay soil. Now, besides the carrots that we are most familiar with, the cultivated domestic carrots, there are also wild carrots. Wild carrots come in many varieties. The scientific name is Dacus carota, and they're most distinguishable by their flowering plant, which are part of the Apaceae family. Some common names, some names that you might recognize of wild carrots include bird's nest, bishop's lace, and queen anne's lace. For those of you who live in North America or the northern zones, you're probably quite familiar with queen anne's lace. In fact, the flower girls in my Wisconsin wedding wore Queen Anne's lace in their hair for our ceremony. Now, both wild carrots and cultivated carrots have a deep taproot and airy, lacy leaves. Like domestic carrots, the wild carrot roots can also be eaten, but they don't look anything like the domestic carrots that we're really used to. Yes, the roots are edible, but you're not going to get those very vibrant or very clear type of carrots. You're just going to have small, thin roots that are edible. However, according to carrotmuseum.com, the carrot roots are only edible when they're very young. After that, they are often too tough and woody. The flowers are also edible. Flower clusters can be french fried for a carrot-flavored, quite attractive dish. I have to admit, I have never cooked with wild carrots, so I find that quite interesting. Now, because we have officially mentioned some of the benefits of consuming carrots and we're starting to move into how carrots are beneficial to mankind, I need to pause here to mention that there is a huge beware sign in this podcast. Because we're talking about domestic carrots, but also wild carrots, wild carrots or Queen Anne's lace has, have often been mistaken for wild hemlock or water hemlock or vice versa. Now, hemlock is poisonous and even deadly to the human body. I will include pictures in the show notes of both Queen Anne's lace and hemlock, and links describing more details to differentiate between the two types of plants. When paying close attention, there are plenty of differences between the two types of plants, such as the leaves, the shapes of the flowers, and the stems, but the most noticeable difference is the smell. Hemlock has a very bad smell. So if you were to take the leaves and roll them around in your fingers and take a scent, like take a sniff, you would not enjoy the smell. It's wild carrots smell surprisingly like carrots. But suffice it to say that hemlock is very poisonous. So unless you are unmistakably sure you are consuming or working with wild carrot, the best action is to avoid the risk. The wild carrots are not all that amazing if you're unsure as to whether you are partaking of hemlock or wild carrots. Don't take the risk. As an aside, while I was researching this, I came across a famous usage of the poisonous hemlock plant. Socrates in 399 BC was said to have been put to death by consuming poisonous hemlock 
which paralyzes several organs within the body within one to two hours of consumption. One of the main organs that is rendered useless is the respiratory system. So this piece of history is meant to remind you that hemlock is not something to mess around with. And when it comes to foraging wild carrots, one needs to be extremely diligent and detailed in their harvest. Now for how carrots are beneficial to mankind. Carrots are high in antioxidants, including carotenoids, beta-carotene, lutein, and alpha-carotene, hydroxycinamic acids, caffeic acid, and ferulic acid, and anthocyanins, hence their gorgeous bright colors. As an aside, you can usually pick out foods that are high in antioxidants by their bright colors, and the large amounts of antioxidants can fight off free radical damage in the body, which slows down cellular aging. These antioxidants also make them a superfood for your skin. In fact, beta-carotene has been shown to protect your skin from sun damage. So carrots help your skin and reduce signs of aging. Pretty handy. They might turn you a little orange when taken in large quantities, but hey, I think a little oranginess is better than pale and gaunt. We can all handle a little more brightness in the world. Carrots can also be added to your list of foods that fight cancer. I know you're not surprised. Most plants have some sort of cancer-fighting element. If not an element in and of themselves in this particular plant, they have elements in within them that encourage our body's cancer-fighting mechanisms, right? That turn on the health of our body and therefore greater health, greater cancer-fighting abilities. Carrots have a compound called phalcarinol, which may stimulate your body's cancer-fighting abilities. Specifically, they have shown success in dealing with lung cancer, leukemia, and colorectal cancer. According to Dr. Mercola, quote, antioxidants in carrots, including beta-carotene, may play a role in cancer prevention. Research has shown that smokers who eat carrots more than once a week have a lower risk of lung cancer, while a beta-carotene-rich diet may also protect against prostate cancer. Research published in the European Journal of Nutrition also found a significantly decreased risk of prostate cancer associated with the intake of carrots. The consumption of beta-carotene is also associated with a lower risk of colon cancer, while carrot juice extract may kill leukemia cells and inhibit their progression. Further, a meta-analysis found that eating carrots may reduce your risk of gastric cancer by up to 26%. Whew, those are a lot of studies. So carrots and the beta-carotenes involved and the antioxidants involved, the compounds that are part of carrots, have been involved in a lot of cancer research. And they have shown really great statistics. So it's really exciting and encouraging to see how carrots can be used to help our bodies and to fight cancer. Carrots are also great for our vision. The antioxidant beta-carotene gives carrots their bright orange color. Beta-carotene is a precursor to vitamin A, as it's absorbed in the intestine and converted into vitamin A during digestion. Now, vitamin A is important to our eyes and our vision health. One study done determined that women who consume more than two servings of carrots per week can lower their risk of glaucoma. In addition, they may help in preventing cataracts because of the presence of lutein in the carrots. 
So between the beta carotene, the vitamin A, and the lutein, they are great for our eye health, which is why you and I and probably everyone has heard that we should eat more carrots to have great vision and eye health. Carrots can also regulate blood sugar and blood pressure, so they can be great for diabetes prevention and for blood pressure, blood sugar control. Carrots are great for heart disease. Research suggests that a diet full of rich and brightly colored fruits and veggies lowers the risk of coronary heart disease by 32%. In fact, the study specifically named carrots as one of the example vegetables that a person with potential heart complications should be consuming. The study also claims that carrots can help to prevent heart attacks in women especially. Brain health. They are great for your brain. Surprise! I know you're not surprised at this point. They have been shown to help with memory and can even aid in cognitive functions among the elderly. It's actually quite amazing. There's been a lot of studies on carrots. If you go to my show notes, I have linked so many studies from PubMed and you will just be as surprised probably, or maybe not (laughs) as surprised as I was because they are just a fascinating food that do so much good for our body. In a particular study done in 2010, carrots showed the strongest positive association among various plant foods that were tested and their impact on cognitive functioning. So carrots, the carrot extracts that they used, are great for our cognitive functioning. Carrots also have anti-inflammatory properties. Another nutritious plant helps with inflammation. Since we are pretty far into our plant series, I think it's safe to say that a plant-based diet is a wonderful way for reducing inflammation. Every plant that we've talked about thus far has anti-inflammatory properties. So just in case I haven't repeated this enough, as inflammation goes down, so does our pain, and as inflammation goes down, our body is able to move and work more effortlessly, and with greater vitality. The research behind this study compared carrot properties of leading over-the-counter pharmaceuticals like aspirin, ibuprofen, and Celebrex and found comparable changes in inflammation. So the next time you're thinking about popping an aspirin, consider munching on a carrot or juicing a few. P.S. I'm not your doctor, nor am I pretending to be, so please take this info as just that information. Oral health. Carrots are great for your oral health. In fact, eating raw carrots at the end of a meal increases saliva and therefore helps to cleanse the mouth and reduce the risk of cavity-causing bacteria. Carrots are also good for liver and detoxification. Obviously, our liver is one of our detox organs, and carrots have been shown to help against the effects of environmental toxins. Now, when I first read that, I realized it's a large claim, but the research was done in 1995, and a specific chemical was used in in this study. It was carbon tetra chloride and carbon tetrachloride damage on the liver was measured and those livers that received a carrot extract were not only protected but the cellular damage was repaired in many cases. So while carrots can protect against this specific chemical, it's also estimated that the same cellular protection and repair could occur amidst other environmental toxin attacks. Essentially what the study showed was that The carrot extract was so good at helping to repair the cells. It's probably not just carbon tetrachloride that it can help against or fight against. It's the liver that it aids. It can help with the cellular protection and potential liver damage that comes from 
other environmental toxins. Wild carrot has also been shown to have health benefits. Specifically, it was used with urinary tract issues and other bladder and urinary path issues, such as kidney stones, water retention, and gout. Essentially, also removing excess uric acid from the urine. Also, because it's a natural diuretic and has some a smoothing effect within the digestive tract, it can also help alleviate dysentery and extreme diarrhea. Because of its benefits for the bladder and digestive tract, it can also relieve indigestion, and some women have used it to help with pain in their uterus and even to encourage smooth menstrual cycles. So as far as like the practical hard how-tos, because the carrots are good for so many things. Carrots are very versatile. They can be eaten raw, steamed, cooked, roasted, juiced, or added to many soups and stews. My favorite way to eat carrots is just raw, like Bugs Bunny. I don't peel them or anything, especially because much of the greatest nutrients are found just under the skin. I love just munching into a raw carrot and even sharing some with my horse. Eating raw chopped up carrots are my second favorite, and if there's some hummus to dip them in, even better. I also enjoy juicing carrots, especially with green apples. So I should mention here that if you are eating and juicing the raw carrot, it's extremely important to make sure that they are organic or that they are grown intentionally because that skin, the outer layer, and the inner layer can pick up toxins and pesticides from the soil that they are grown in. We like to grow our own carrots, so we usually use our own, but if they do not come from my own garden, this is one food which I only buy organic. Also mention here that carrots are quite high in their sugar content, and therefore when they are juiced, they can create a fairly high sugar concentration. Of course, an eight ounce carrot juice here and there is packed full of amazing nutrients, and the type of sugar that it contains is pretty easily burnt in an active lifestyle. However, it is important to note that if you are diabetic or if you have any blood sugar issues, drinking carrot juice too often is probably not the greatest idea. I made lots of carrot juice a while back. I'm talking 16 to 20 juices a day because my aunt was doing a natural cancer treatment called the Gerson therapy. And while there is still some controversy over how much juice cancer-fighting patients should be consuming, I will also note that she was doing, in this particular therapy, frequent coffee enemas as part of the protocol. So when you are moving nutrition in and out of the body that rapidly, the high sugar content is not as detrimental because the nutrients and the electrolytes are most important, and the carbs, even in the form of sugar, are necessary to energy and to healing. So that's my quick aside. Juicing carrots is amazing, but be attentive, be diligent about how much you're getting. It's high in sugar without the fiber that also helps your body digest. We also eat a lot of cooked carrots in my family. Cooked carrots have been shown to actually have a higher level of beta carotene than raw carrots. I like mine with some coconut oil and salt. We also like them chopped in our favorite soups, and I have decided to put lots of my favorite carrot recipes in the show notes. I, we also tend to roast carrots in the oven with potatoes. So I also want to mention that oftentimes raw carrots, even though we like them, even though we love them, sometimes they can be hard on our body to digest. Cooked carrots are much easier for us to digest. It's just the way the carrot 
is made. <laughs> but I notice that if I am eating raw carrots in abundance without other foods to kind of break up the, the monotony of the carrot, I can start to kind of have a bellyache just because my body has to work so hard to break down the nutrients and break down the food from that carrot. So if you're eating raw carrots or juicing them, obviously if you're juicing them, you're really breaking down the carrot really well. But if you're eating raw carrots, make sure you chew them really well and really thoroughly. If you're eating cooked carrots, just know that it's a little bit easier for your body to assimilate and to digest the nutrients. It's also great to use carrot tops, like the greens on the carrot tops that we often just throw away. You can take the carrot tops and mix them with other veggies to make a vegetable soup broth. I've also heard someone talking about making a carrot top pesto. So I will locate that recipe and I will link it in my show notes. Now, I also want to go ahead and answer a quick question that I hear very often. Are baby carrots bad? The original story was that a farmer in California needed a Y to sell the misshapen and small carrots to the public because most people did not buy the scraps, so to speak. Therefore, he cut them down and created smaller, more bite-sized version carrots. Many complain that the downsizing process today is done with chlorine. Now, there is a certain amount of chlorine in the solution that baby carrots are disinfected with. However, that chlorine solution is used for all ready-to-eat, organic or non-organic, baby or full. So the truth of the matter is that anytime that you are buying a ready-to-eat vegetable, they have probably been washed or disinfected in a similar chlorine solution. In fact, from a written statement from Grimway Farms, which was the largest producer of baby carrots in the United States, the carrots are treated with water that contains a small amount of chlorine. And this water chlorine solution is well within the limits established by the EPA and comparable to the amount acceptable in public drinking water. Now, do I condone using chlorine to disinfect food? No. Would I rather our water sources didn't have so many chemicals? Absolutely. I tend to avoid baby carrots because they give me a sort of processed food feel, and I don't like my veggies super cleaned and processed. However, I think the public has gotten a little dramatic in saying that baby carrots are created by soaking them in a chlorine solution. As for how these baby carrots are grown, according to California-based Grimway Farms, baby carrot producers under names like Cal Organic. The carrots they use are a specific variety that are smaller in diameter than regular table carrots grown just for the production of baby carrots. The end product is shorter in length than regular carrots because, well, they cut them. They say their baby carrot varieties look similar to a regular carrot right out of the ground, except that it's smaller in diameter and sweeter and more tender. And while it still has a core down the middle, the core is much more slender than a traditional table carrot. So the diameter of a baby carrot that you see in the store is the actual diameter of the original carrot. But these baby carrots grow about 8 to 10 inches long, so as I mentioned, they cut them into smaller pieces. Abrasively peel them with something like a potato peeler, and then wash and package them for stores. This is information I gathered from an author named Lisa on 100daysofrealfood.com. So once again, I don't appreciate chlorine being on my carrots, so I avoid the baby carrots. I don't like them, but I do think that 
it's not as awful as people have made them out to be. My recommendations is grow your own carrots or buy the big bags of organic carrots that you can get at Costco or Sam's Club or look for organic carrots at your local farmer's markets. But just like I said, make sure that carrots are organic because when it comes to using the skins of the carrots, it really does make a difference. Like I said, I am going to include all of my show notes, all of the studies that I talked about will be in the show notes. All of the recipes that I love to use for carrots will be in the show notes. And if you have any questions or want to go and do more research or look up more about carrots, I will have all of those resources in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me while we chat about carrots. I had a great time researching this. This was a request from one of the listeners, and typically my plant features are, like I said, about plants that are lesser known as edibles and plants that are more forageable, whereas carrots are something that, at least domestically, we plant although there is the wild carrot option. I really, really enjoyed researching something new, something that is, seems really typical, seems really common, because we can always learn something new, even when it's something that's around us all the time. So I hope that this inspires you to learn more about the foods that you're eating, learn more about the foods that you're growing, and maybe go out and get some carrots to munch on for a snack. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to the Permaculture Princess podcast. For show notes or more information, please visit www.permacultureprincess.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Pinterest at Permaculture Princess. I do want to mention again that none of my advice or research is intended to diagnose or treat. And you should always consult your own healthcare team when making changes to your health routine. If you have found any value from this podcast, please subscribe so that you can get updates and also consider leaving a review. I am fueled on words of affirmation and I greatly appreciate your feedback. My hope is that you find blessings throughout your day and that you discover a more abundant landscape and lifestyle.